Sacred Space. Uh, welcome back to part three of the program um, here on Sacred Space 102 on West Limerick 102, a Common Sea production. Uh, I'm Shane Ambrose, delighted to welcome you back. And this morning, we're delighted to welcome on the program Bishop Brendan Leahy. Good morning, Bishop Brendan. How are you keeping? Good, Shane. Thank you very much. Despite all that's going on, I suppose all of us are trying to keep up some good cheer at the moment. Indeed, indeed. Now, we're delighted to have you on the programme. And we now, and it's just, it was just, we said we'd, we'd have a quick chat with you this morning because I suppose there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, there's, it's a difficult time for everyone. As, as, as the Taoiseach said during the week, it's kind of the challenge we haven't seen in our generation or our lifetimes. And I suppose one of the things that struck us here on the programme was that uh, there's probably as well as a need for the whole physical uh, thing to be managed, like the social distancing, the washing of the hands, uh, the looking out for symptoms and ch- contacting GP or the HSC as needed. I suppose one of the things that struck us is, you know, it's an unusual situation and there's also the spiritual and mental well-being side of things to think about as well. Very much so. Obviously, people, I think, at the moment are experiencing a range of emotions because, you know, this crisis is hitting people at all kinds of levels. Naturally, some people, most people, uh, no matter what, have some kind of a, a fear inside them that this could strike them. God, thankfully, most people recover well out of it. But people have, a, am sure, a slight scare inside them that this thing could be very serious personally for anybody, not particularly those who are vulnerable or elderly. So there's a fear element there. But then what we've heard about, especially during the week, increasingly, the amount of job losses linked to this. That has been a, a startling development this week for a lot of people. And then you have the whole phenomenon of people now discovering kind of family arrangements having to be completely rearranged because everything has changed children all are at school, possibly now somebody's out of work. Uh, you can't be bringing the children to the grandparents. So there's a lot of levels of fear, anxiety, stress. And I think naturally at a time like this, you'd say it would be fantastic if they could have the best spiritual resources possible available to them. And at this very time, unfortunately, we've had to have that decision about masses, the public celebration of masses being cancelled. But I think, look, we've got to say to ourselves, mass is taking place everywhere. Uh, that's continuing. Um, all the priests are staying mass every day for all our intentions. And I think what we all need to do in the middle of all of the stress that's going on is to rely again on the higher power. Obviously, Christians, we call that higher power God who has revealed himself in Jesus Christ. And that really it's a time for us to spiritually bow down in our hearts and recognize I'm not in control of this world. That certainly has been brought home to us very strongly this week. And I really do have to trust. I have to trust in God. I have to hand over to God. I have to ask for help. And even though we can't go to mass, uh, thankfully, through the technological means, we can link up, I suppose, on computer. Maybe people can help us do that. But above all, spiritually, privately, we can always say prayers. And, of course, no barriers or no boundaries can ever stop us loving people. That's ultimately the essence of our Catholic, our Christian faith. Mm. I suppose one of the things that struck uh, struck us during when, the, when this whole thing was being discussed is that the bishops, the, the conference of bishops' message, I suppose, was that as people are faced of faith, we are called to face the fears of this moment with a courage not our own and with a generous heart, and then that it's God is with His people in good times and bad, and if I sh- you know, and if I should walk in the valley of valley of darkness, no evil would I fear, and I suppose one of the things I suppose that. 
I think as Christians, maybe we're called to be, be, be uh, to remind ourselves that we are people of hope. That while we are in liturgically, we're in the Lenten season, we're still traveling towards Easter. And I suppose the reminder for ourselves is that we are still an Easter people. We are a people of hope. And I suppose in the midst of, you know, the times where we are at the moment, where people are a bit more restricted in what they're doing or what they can do, what would you kind of suggest maybe for people in terms of where are the moments of grace that we have in this difficult time? And I suppose where I'm thinking of in particular, as I suppose at the moment is, of course, is the opportunities that are there for people in terms of prayer life, in terms of the domestic church, that, that kind of thing. Yes, well, I do want to be mindful in saying what I'm saying that there are some people who are struggling just on the day-to-day level. Suddenly their finance maybe has been cut back and all those issues are there. So anything I want to say, I want to just make sure I'm mindful of that. But look, there is always a flip side. The Christian faith would say wherever there is darkness, there is some grace working. And I suppose we all have that first statement that you've made there is so true. We have to discover where are the moments of grace and what's going on. Now, it can be the in a, a grace can come in a way that's a paradox. In other words, mm. the very place that we might feel disastrous happening. Look, God might be doing something in our lives that we don't realize at the moment, but maybe something's happening that long term is going to be important for us. I think especially of families. Um, you know, we've settled more recently on new patterns of family life. Suddenly that's all been thrown upside down. And people are having time in a way they didn't before to be together. Now, that can be its own challenge. And I know that. But there is a grace here somewhere that we need to grasp and discover that we can actually have quality time with with children, with parents, um, whether it be just spending time doing games together, going for walks together, um, chatting together, maybe watching something on television, but doing it together and talking about it and having time to talk about things. I think that is a grace at this moment in time to rediscover the relationships with one another. And then also, I think we've seen people coming out with creative ways of doing things. Even the St. Patrick's Day, we didn't have any parades, rightly so. Uh, Nevertheless, I thought people were creative. I saw a a, a clip of somebody, a a lone piper walking down the street playing the pipes for people. Uh, I saw another place where they had in the city here a kind of a little car parade where families in cars went through the streets so people in other words what i want to say is people are being creative and i suppose there is that grace in this moment of time asking ourselves how can i be creative and loving other people uh whether it be singing for them dancing for them whether it be spending the time the quality time listening to them talking to them so these are kind of moments of grace for us Then also, exactly in terms of the church, suddenly we can't go to our usual way, uh, our usual routine of mass every Sunday. We may have to be creative about how we use the technological means. We may need help in that, but I think it is definitely worthwhile doing. But apart from that, maybe we do need to discover that mass is central for Catholics, but it's not everything. Mm. We can form, have other prayers during the week, the straightforward prayers that we know, the Our Father, Hail Mary, but maybe reading a part of the Bible, some passage from the Bible, or again, those who have a bit of technology, looking up stuff on technology. There are a lot of websites 
Um, and we're in the dice are hoping to put them together and start putting these things on our web page more and more resources for children, resources for, for families that maybe will help during these days. So what is a difficulty could become a grace in that sense that we might discover all kinds of resources that are available for families online that we didn't appreciate existed. Mm. And I think as well, Bishop, I think you'd agree that um, it's an opportunity for us as well, I suppose, to recognise that there is, like you said, as well as being new of, of discovering and rediscovering ways of prayer, but there's also, I suppose, if you like, discovering and rediscovering a new call to community more than ever, even though we are, if you like, scattered in one sense, um, like, 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 you know, like, you know, if we, if we take the analogy, if we take one of the parables from Scripture, like the seeds thrown across the, or across the across the earth, but at the same time, we, as a community, we need to come together but stay separate, so that we can protect the most vulnerable. That expression that the the T-shirt used, the cocoon, those that are most vulnerable in our societies. Um, definitely, do you think there is? There's definitely a call that we're all called to answer there. Yes, you're right. Um, you know, sometimes you, you appreciate something in its opposite. In other words, we had umpteen possibilities for dropping in and being in contact all the time until this week. And suddenly those possibilities are removed from us. We suddenly realize it opens our eyes to just what we take for granted, which is interaction at all kinds of levels. So there's a new, on the one hand, realization of the gift that relationships are to us. They keep us going. They're the lifeblood of society. Now we're having to work at it. And as you say, we're going to have to work especially at keeping an eye out for those who are poor, poor and poor in the sense of needing needing help, needing uh, people calling, uh, at least concerned about them, phoning them, whatever. And I'm delighted seeing uh, there's a whole plethora of uh, initiatives beginning to take route in Limerick. I see the GAA, for instance, have been very to the, much to the fore. There's some like 60 clubs throughout Limerick or whatever, and they have young volunteers who are well used to being trained, going out lively, vibrant people. And it's great to see that enthusiasm on their part, the young adults who are really uh, going for it, trying to make a difference. And um, that, I mean, that's admirable. It really is. I mean, of course, the social distancing, we'll all have to keep that all the time on, in mind. But it is great to see these initiatives. It just shows you when the chips are down, people really do rise to another level of, of trying to help one another. And that's when we really discover who we're meant to be all the time, you know. So that's, mm -hmm. I think, a good thing. Okay. And finally, Bishop Brendan, um, you know, I'm just conscious as well that, you know, a lot of our, our particular listenership that we have here on Sacred Space would be, you know, um, the, uh, would be elderly, uh, would be older, or people that might be sick, so would be vulnerable in the current circumstances. And I suppose in terms of participating in the, in, in, in kind of the, dio the diocesan response to COVID-19, one of the things we pointed out to our listeners last St. Patrick's Day, of course, was the fact that as the bishop, you went to uh, the the shrine of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And of course, people in Limerick have a great devotion to Our Lady under her title of Perpetual Help. And you lit the candle to seek her intercession. So I suppose would we, you'd be encouraging people to participate in, in, in continuing yeah. those prayers. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. I went on St. Patrick's Day to the Redemptorist Church in Limerick, Mount St. Alphonsus, and there I lit a candle, which will be lighting, as indeed through many, throughout the churches in the diocese, a candle will be lighting because there is a novena going on between the 17th, St. Patrick's Day a few days ago, and the 25th, 
which is the Feast of the Annunciation. And this is a time of prayer in Ireland, a special time of prayer, precisely for us at this time of the uh, coronavirus crisis. And while I was at the Redemptress, of course, it was very important to go and spend time praying before the icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Help, which, you know, has been in Limerick over 150 years. Many, many people over those 150 years have gone with personal prayers and petitions and problems and brought them to Our Lady. Now we have a novena where together for these days we're praying. So today, Sunday, you'll have a few more days of this novena until the 25th. So I would ask everybody to say prayers to Our Lady. And then on the 25th, Archbishop Eamon Martin has launched the initiative that all the bishops, we will consecrate Ireland to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So we will do that on the 25th of March, Feast of the Annunciation. So I would invite everybody to take part in that spiritually. That would be an important gesture. Bishop Brendan, thank you so much for being on the programme with us this morning and for sharing those thoughts for us, particularly at this difficult time. Thanks, Shane. And thank you very much. All the very best to you and all the listeners. Thank you. God bless. That was Bishop Brendan, and thank him very much for coming on the program this morning to share with us uh, those few thoughts and reflections as we journey through this difficult time. So we hope to have you again next Sunday, uh, folks. And again, the plan is that we will broadcast uh, the Sunday Mass on the morning program at 10 a.m. And then the regular program will be repeated on the repeat slot at 11 p.m. And of course, is available online on our podcast, our podcast page at Come and See Inspirations. You just Google Come and See Inspirations and you'll find us. So now we'll go out with our final piece of music, which is by uh, John Michael Talbot. And it is God Alone is Enough. Until next week, folks, look after each other, practice your social distancing and wash those hands. Talk to you soon. trouble you and let nothing frighten you for everything passes but God will never change patient in
for everything passes but God will never change patient endurance will obtain everything whoever has gone for nothing at all. God alone is enough. God alone is enough. Whoever has gone Sacred Space 